0: you don't read the newspaper you're uninformed if you do read it you're misinformed what is the long-term effect of too much information? information information I just need some information I've been dying I've been dying is it lack of education I've been reading I've been reading without any transformation I'm addicted I'm addicted is it overstimulation welcome to the Sixth Sense Report, the Sixth Sense Report. hear ye hear ye come one come all you are listening to the Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels
1: I hope the audience is prepared for just a little of me and you now, bro.
0: Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. But, but you know what? Technically, that, that's what the, the listeners wanted, right? They wanted more interviews, right? So unless less, less me and you.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they came here for me and you, and they're sticking around for the interviews, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So a, but this, I, I, think, um, I think this, this episode is uh, a long time coming. And it was inevitable, and I think it's 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 necessary to talk about, right? Um, and yeah, is religious exemption biblical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because because there, there's already an assumption, right? Like, oh yeah, of course, well, of course. But there's Christians who actually disagree on the issue, um, so so we're definitely going to get into that. So for the listeners, uh, the flow of the conversation is we're going to. Um, we're going to look at um, the law, like a government hermeneutic. Then we're going to look at um, three points, three uh, good arguments uh, from the Liberty Coalition website on religious exemption. And then we're going to uh, give, us, give you guys our two cents. Right? Um, <laughs> and so to start things off, we want to start with the NBA.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, which I've been uh, thoroughly enjoying, um, be, and I've heard someone say it this way, you're getting a more nuanced, educated perspective than you are in anywhere else of mainstream media. Whoa, whoa, whoa what do you mean by that? In regards to the NBA? What do yes, you mean? Yes, yes. So, like, you're hearing a couple of the players um, talk about their natural immunity and- the conversation around that, the, the, like that's something that, you know, our politicians in Canada aren't talking about. They're ignoring the fact that natural immunity is being ignored. They're ignoring the fact that, you know, we've in the history of vaccinations, we never have ever vaccinated someone who's previously had the virus that we're that we have a vaccine for. Right. So my point is like, Uh, that
0: was, that was an argument by a Bradley Beal. I think yeah the shooting guard on the Wizards.
1: Yeah well and and so technically I think all three of the guys, Bradley Beal if I understand correctly is the one who's like an educated in this field. Like he's got a degree in in something related so he can speak to it somewhat intelligently or or from, you know, his learnedness um and and so that's where it's I, I'm I'm encouraged by it because it's forcing the conversation. Um, technically, if I'm not mistaken, Wiggins—I just heard him say in in the conversation because as of today, Wiggins has got the vaccine. Uh, what? Yeah, he gave in. But what?
2: yo, yeah. <laughs> yo,
0: Joe, you know what I was gonna say?
1: I'm dropping the bomb on <laughs> you. You to,
0: you, <laughs> you, know, you know what I was gonna say before you said that. I was gonna say now I have a reason to cheer for Andrew Wiggins. Because yeah. like he's for you guys who who don't know, Andrew Wiggins is probably well at the time when he was in the high school. Black sheep of in, Canada. Well, not no, well <laughs> not not the black sheep. He in high school, he was the number one player in the country. Not just Canada, but America. One of the most hyped
3: mm-hmm.
0: high school mm-hmm. players to come out of this country, period. Um he did well in high school. He did well um at Kansas. W- big hyped guy, you know, Canadian guy, um he's from gosh, I forgot now. Um but he's a local guy, you know, from yep. Ontario. Yep. And Vaughn, he's from Vaughn. And and when he got to the NBA, I felt like he he underachieved. So that's why I'm saying, okay, now I finally have a reason to cheer for him because, you know, um I I didn't I didn't know he was walking with the Lord. Um but he said, "Okay, religious exemption." Okay, he's standing up for his Christian convictions um and yeah and yeah and so he so let me let me uh recanted i guess i don't know well
1: no let me let me read what uh some quote i watched the interview this morning let me read i'm on the yahoo news article on it um yeah go ahead so he's like i feel the only options were to get vaccinated or not play in the nba it was a tough decision hopefully it works out in the long run and in 10 years i'm still healthy um so he had applied for a religious exemption. They denied it. Or or I guess the local San Francisco board denied it. Um, he, the other thing he said, I don't know if it's in this article, but what he was talking about was like, I didn't want to do it. I felt coerced. You know, he, he basically still sort of, he was actually like, I hope other people continue to stand against this. Like he, not like me. <laughs> well, and and I mean, he basically was like, you know, I felt like I didn't have a choice. Like he's, he's speaking as a person who did this under duress. Um, and you know, I'm sure some people might say like, Oh, blah. blah, blah. like for him, you know, I think the other thing he had mentioned somewhere in there that like in the last couple of years, he had had a really bad allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he carries an EpiPen with him all the time. And it was just like, I think that also played a factor into it. Just making him on anxious about all of it. Mm-hmm. um I'll try to put a this it looks like this article that i found doesn't have the um the 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 full let's say uh context to his quote so i'll put a better better one in the show notes page um i was a little surprised you weren't uh you weren't you weren't up on the news man but oh, i man you oh, know
0: man i've been busy i've been busy man don't
1: uh, worry' it's, <laughs> it's a good thing that you're you know not always ear to the ground on all this craziness yeah yeah No, it's
0: funny because i think and And I think this is good because it it kind of leads into the conversation because, you know, before he was like, "Oh, right. religious exemption. And so let me let me read from this article. and it says,, uh, the NBA had said it reviewed and denied Wiggins' request for a religious exemption, and that he would not be able to play in Warriors home games until he fulfilled the vaccine mandate. Anyone? 12 or older is required to show proof of vaccination to attend indoor events at Case Center. That's where the Golden State Warriors play. And that message is on the Warriors website for fans. Wiggins declined to explain what those beliefs actually entail, saying it's none of your business. That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the problem. I think I think, and this is where the conversation is going. Um, the difference between convictions and opinions. Mm-hmm. Right. And and just real quick, just to be clear, the difference between an, a conviction and an opinion is um an opinion is something subjective. Right? It's just your mm-hmm. opinion. It um kind of like uh um James White says it best. If someone can talk you into it, someone can talk you out of it.
3: Mm. Right? And then a
0: conviction is something objective out, outside of yourself that can't be denied, right? It's just, yeah, it's just one of those hills that um, you're going to die on. And so when it comes to religious things, religion is usually a thing of conviction, right, versus opinion. And so it's funny <laughs> not to laugh at my guy, but it's funny. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, it's you know, religious, this, that, this, that. But it, it looks like it was more of opinion than a, convic-
2: a religious conviction.
1: Well, and, and I mean, the only problem I have with your definition
3: mm-hmm.
1: is like, can it be my conviction that I think mm-hmm. that the benefits don't outweigh the cost? And could I have that conviction changed because I now think the costs outweigh the benefit or did I say the background? now the benefits outweigh the cost, right? So like my point is that like, I know what you're saying about opinion. I get that, right? Like if you think about it in a theological sense, um, you know, my opinion on head coverings or something, whatever, some, some, you know, non-relevant topic versus my convictions about Jesus and, and dying on the cross. Right, like I think there's a clear distinction there. But when I have come to a conclusion that let's use the vaccine in this scenario, the vaccine benefits are not significant enough to justify the cost. I could have my mind changed, but could I not say I have a conviction that this is unwise?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um I think well, I think Correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm following your train of thought, that can, are you saying like,
0: can convictions change?
1: Um, well, I, I I guess, I guess that's what I'm asking because the way you used opinion sort of presents it like, oh, it's, it's, you know, it can change, but it, to some extent it's, it's not a sincerely held position is I think what you're saying about a, a an opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if it's sincerely held and, and you know what, there's nothing wrong with opinion. And I think also, like, theologically speaking, um, there is room for an opinion. So for example, let's nuance the conversation. Um, primary issues, secondary issues, tertiary issues. I'm sure mo- most people will agree, primary issues are convictions. Like, that's mm-hmm. not, like, Jesus Christ is, 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 is God. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a primary conviction. Um, The Bible is the final authority on all things, right? On the final authority, right? Um, God has revealed himself as triune, right? Three persons, one essence, right? So these are the things um, that are primary. But then you have secondary issues that, you know, oh, before um, I believed in speaking
2: in tongues and now I don't. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Or before I used to believe in um, baby baptisms and now I don't. Mm Mm-hmm right um
0: and then tertiary and then tertiary would be like um eschatology um like in what way what method um do you think christ will come back we all agree he's coming back it's just a matter of how so that would be like a tertiary so the the secondary and tertiary would be opinions but the primary would be a conviction
1: now i would say you speaking in tongues is a good example I would say the problem with saying opinion would be if I now take it to the biblical text about going against my conscience. If it might be my opinion that speaking in tongues is no longer uh, a you know a gift that happens today, mm-hmm. so wouldn't I be going against my conviction if I started doing it? Sorry, I don't understand. So, like, but if I if I was in an atmosphere that I felt, you know. Uh everybody else was doing it. And I felt peer pressure to like participate, and I started you know oh like to... oh, uh-huh, so my point is you have <laughs> a conviction. <laughs> like you're at a Pentecostal youth conference, yes, yes, exactly <laughs> good Shut the winter right? fest or uh I was gonna say, uh, you're at the the church, what was that uh watch the fire, I don't know what it's called something oh,
0: oh yeah, yeah, catch yeah. the fire oh, catch a fire, catch a fire. yeah,
1: um, so yeah, that's my point right that that you're in that context, and now. If it's just opinion, how can you call that sinning against your conscience? But if it's a conviction that this is not, you know, ongoing, and you do it, arguably you're sinning. And so the, the reason. Well, well.
0: Uh, uh, okay. Well, we'll 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 get to that. We'll we'll get to that okay, text. But this. yeah. But I wouldn't. But okay. I wouldn't say yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Um, to say that, but we'll we'll get to that. Okay, so uh,
1: to my point that I'm trying to get at though is like I'm trying to push back that some of that get like calling it opinion to me is like, well, like you know, think about how hard John MacArthur stands on the the no tongues thing. Like, how can you say that's not a conviction?
0: Um. Well, until well, you you know, it's an opinion when you change your mind.
1: Okay. Yeah. If you can change your mind, it's an opinion. Yeah, I'm not changing my mind that Jesus Christ is God. Fair. (laughs) <laughs> right. so so um, is your yeah. now is your point though that like because you know here's a good example um with go back to when we talked with um about vaccine hesitancy right uh christian vaccine hesitancy right the topic came up about abortions and or aborted fetal cell i should say if it's your opinion oh,
0: well, hold on hold on so hold on. Hold on, we're gonna we're gonna get there we're gonna get there we gotta
2: oh okay so <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, but, yeah that's okay, gonna come up. we're gonna get there
1: but no, i'm not what i'm trying to talk about though is that your position changes because you under you have a more nuanced understanding oh with these vaccines it's in the development phase but not the final product so
0: and i'm saying it's not based on what you know about the vaccines but what you see in the text
1: as whether it's a conviction or opinion
0: yes that's all i'm saying okay yeah but yeah we're gonna we're gonna get to that that, that section about fetal cells and so forth <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So, so the first thing we have to talk about with this conversation is, um, the political or, uh, government hermeneutic. Uh, for those of you who don't know what, um, hermeneutic is a hermeneutic. Well, the term hermeneutic, um, is, um, is basically means, uh, the science or the
2: hermeneutics is the science of literature, the science of reading. Uh, so kind of like from the kind of gets its name from the greek greek god hermes the god of um
0: the god messenger so basically yeah hermeneutics is a science of interpreting text and so when we use the term hermeneutic it is a principle or a framework in which we interpret the scriptures or interpret a literature or interpret a text So for example,
2: um, in the blog post I wrote about, um, reading while black, but not under attack, right? There's a black hermeneutic,
0: an Afrocentric hermeneutic to reading the text. And so the hermeneutic I'm asking about, like, why is the government asking or what are they proposing in regards? What are they looking for? What qualifies something as religious exemption? And so I have this article here, and it says, and the article is from osler.com. Um, so it's like a, a, legal, a legal website that covers issues in, in Canada and the US. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And it says, What is a religious exemption? An exemption from receiving a COVID 19 vaccine may be available where an individual cannot be vaccinated based on a ground protected under the code. Most requests for human rights-based exemption from mandatory vaccination will be based on creed. Under the code, creed can include religious beliefs and non-religious beliefs, belief systems that resemble religion. Among other things, an individual's claimed creed must have a connection to an organization or community that, pro- that professes a shared system of belief to support an exemption based on creed an individual must provide an, and must provide objective evidence that their <laughs> that their claimed creed religion prohibits vaccination against covid-19 many religious leaders and authorities have publicly and repeatedly urged vaccination against covid-19 additionally personal preferences or philosophical objection to vaccination will not support an exemption in its September uh, 22 2021 policy statement the ontario human rights commission stated that while the code prohibits discrimination based on creed personal preferences or singular beliefs do not amount um, sorry do not amount to a creed for the purposes of the
2: code so would you would you think about that joel
1: um I, well first off i thought the human rights
2: declaration was was literally like propaganda um because technically my, my
1: instinct is like wait a second shouldn't you be ruling on a case and, and maybe it's again i mean a lot of people say the human rights court is a kangaroo court so i'm trying to apply some some concepts of take uh our episode um a couple of weeks back or well, a couple of months now almost where we were talking about the law uh with chris christopher kinsinger. kinsinger i was like i'm gonna say his last name wrong if darnell doesn't jump in here <laughs> um <laughs> uh he talks about no precedent is better than a bad precedent Right, and and the reason I bring that up is that I was thinking about, oh, shouldn't a court or a law system be making a judgment based on a case in front of them, and and so for the Human Rights Council to make this like declaration, uh, I thought it. W- that's why my instinct is is propaganda. It's them supporting their government without actually having a case that they're ruling on. Now, as I said to the very beginning. Maybe the fact that it's very much a kangaroo court and doesn't follow the regular rules of court law systems uh, is to where maybe there's a little bit more validity to that statement. Um, But I I say that because they've basically sort of made it sound like, oh, you can't make a human rights claim without really putting substance other than saying, well, because the government said so. (laughs) Like, to me, that's the substance of their argument.
0: Um, So... So like, like, I mean, do you think they're really like, so you're saying that they're not trying to create, um, find religious exemption?
1: Well, I, I would say their, their statement, like the, the argument against, I would say the human rights violations is, you know, per- perfect example, um, would be
2: if somebody
1: has a basis for a religious exemption, just let's go use the, the abortion. Right. If their position is, I as a we're against abortion, and personally, I do not want to use a single product that is involved using, um, you know, any sort of abortion or aborted fetal cells or whatever in their testing. Mm-hmm. That is a religious conviction. I I would say based on the definition you read, as long as I can get people to validate that, that's a you know, let's call it a Christian position or or within my religious, the fact that I hold to the conviction of I'm not going to use any products, i.e. the application of that commonly held view, to me, that's where things are a little squirrely because I shouldn't, and again, we're sort of talking ignorantly because, the and, and I think ignorantly is the The only way anyone can talk about this is because there have been no courts. There has been no legal actual deliberation of this issue, even to the take the idea of like the government limiting the rights and freedoms of anyone who doesn't take the vaccine. Well, go back to the government needs to prove that that is demonstrably justified. Well, when is those court cases going to happen years down the road or in you know, uh, Liberty Coalition Canada on their podcast announced they're going to sue one university. Why? Because they're trying. They're only doing one lawsuit because they want to take it all the way to the Supreme Court and set a precedent for the next time. Uh, uh. Right. And and so this is where so much of this conversation, I think, when it becomes you know for for us for the layman, there's a failure to really understand how systems that are there to protect our rights actually work and how they're actually going to play out it's not because the human rights council put forth a statement or because you know doug ford passed a law or or you know trudeau from his podium as a dictator pronounced something to be true like that's not how our systems resolve these problems no that's not to say that the, the the system will come and say oh yes this the government has violated your rights and yes we're going to undo the, the laws that they've done That
3: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not saying that that's the conclusion the point is that actually finding out what the courts think is years of litigation away and and so mm-hmm. um, what I've I don't know our boy David Lynn actually apparently has had a lot of success <laughs> getting vaccine uh, religious exemptions approved He's been posting them on his Instagram page of like testimonials of people being like, thank you so much. Mm. Um, Mm. And and so, but I think the the issue with the religious exemption, if I'm not mistaken, this is a company issue, not the vaccine passport issue, right? So if it, I I mean, obviously we're talking in a very early stage of this and how things play out in the future is is different but if i understand correctly let's let's assume we're getting to the point of the qr codes issued by the government the government is going to issue qr codes for medical exemptions meaning i could go to a store someone could scan my qr code and let me in because i have a government pre-approved medical exemption i don't believe and i could be wrong here i don't believe they are going to be in the business of giving religious exemptions the religious exemption is going to be with your employer who's put in a policy saying, oh, you need the vaccine. And now the religious exemption applies in that realm, not so much in the government QR code realm. Um, and then when it comes to, yeah, but but again, I, I'm speaking a little bit ignorantly because these systems have not yet been rolled out. We, we, we really only see it playing out at the employer level. Um, and, and I would just say, you know, thinking about what we see with the liberals in the last five years, I'd be shocked if they give out any religious exemptions at all. So, I, 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 yeah, I think, I think I'm going to be correct in my hypothesis that that religious exemption comes down to a, let's call it, individual company level and not uh,
2: the government QR code piece. Hmm. Hmm. Fascinating. I think I think when I'm when I'm when I look at um the the statement one of the things
0: that stick out to me is uh, they um the person did their homework <laughs> who put this together they they did their homework um in the sense that they made it difficult for christian or for for um for any religion I should say to prove religious exemption so so look at this phrase here so to support an exemption based on creed or individual—an individual must provide objective evidence that their claimed creed, religion, prohibits vaccination against COVID nineteen. And so, what that means is that um, they want expli- uh, an explicit context. They want explicit text. Um, so, if, so if, if you're not a religion of the book, <laughs> you're sunk, right? <laughs> but if, if if you're a religion of of a book then you would have to find an explicit text that prohibits you from vaccinations or maybe even COVID vaccinations and so then the 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 the, the second part (laughs) they say um additionally and this is applying to the subjective aspect of it um additionally Personal preference or philosophical objection to uh vaccination will not support an exemption. So it's just like I was saying before, right? Um you have uh the conviction aspect, the first part they talked about, the conviction, the objective um proof that your religion is anti-vax. <laughs> Jesus was an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> <laughs> type of thing <laughs> but then and then you have um but then you have the opinion of the personal philosophical preference which they're not going to acknowledge, so so this is important because now it helps us to say, okay, well, when we come to the text, right, when we're gonna look at our text, we're going to be like, okay, well, can we meet meet these demands or these stipulations um but i I will also preface also that um as we're talking about the law aspect um we should also mention that um this is from the liberty um coalition page and this was just a separate point i wanted to make that it says christians and all canadians are entitled to freedom of conscience and religion expression thought opinion and and belief as fundamental freedoms in section 2 of the canadian charter of rights and freedoms so so with the legal part there's there's the constitution so we heard what the government's In whatever policy, but we have to remember that the Constitution is what guides our government um, in a sense of checks and balances. Now, I'll just preface, and I'll say, well, it's not as good as um, the American Constitution and how, it, and how it keeps their government in check, their country in check. I'll, but that's, that's, a, that's a debate for another show. But I, I just want to just quickly, just for people who are listening, because I'm sure people are listening and they have their notepad, and they're like, yo, come on, Joel and Daryl, give, give, give me something to not get vaccinated. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so i'm gonna just quickly mention um these um, these um sections from the uh, constitution so section two everyone has the following fundamental freedoms freedom of religion expression peaceful assembly and association section seven everyone has the right to life liberty security of the person and the right not to be deprived, therefore except in accordance with the principles of fundamental justice. And then section um, 15.1, every individual is equal before and under the law and has the right to the equal protection and equal benefit of the law without discrimination. You want to touch that, Joel Jeezy?
1: Um, Yeah, that's... (sighs) I mean, it's the, the so I, I would say my position is largely that actually that that religious exemptions, medical exemptions, are you playing the game? What do you mean? So what you have read to me about or what you have read, sections two, seven, 15, one.
2: And, and the Constitution itself, uh, along with let's say, um, the Canadian immunization rules. And the essentially, and when I say Canadian immunizations, you're just going to have a hard time finding it. But in essence, um, the 1997
1: immunization in Canada law Essentially, says vaccines are not mandatory in Canada and you can't restrict anyone if they don't accept a vaccine.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. What you talking about, Willis?
1: Wait, what? So, I will, uh, (laughs) I'll put a link in the show notes page for um, We Are Essential uh, or uh, let me, it's weareallessential.ca slash knowing your rights. I'll put it in the show notes page. Basically, there's a video, uh, two videos where these guys went to Eaton Center and essentially use the law to tell the cop to go away when the cop was trying to kick them out for trespass because they didn't follow the vaccine passport law. And they were able to oh, correct- it's not, it's, it's not Chris Sky, is it? No, no, no. This is okay. uh, this guy, <laughs> Vlad, um, Vlad, okay. who's, who's been part of We Are, Essen- we are All Essential. .ca. Okay, okay. I thought it was the incident with Chris Sky, so man. This, these guys are sitting there with the law, demonstrating, oh, you're saying I'm trespassing? Well, here's the trespass law. And based on what this guy just said, I don't, that doesn't qualify as a trespass. Now, if you are a nuisance while trying to stand on your rights, you could be considered a, under a trespass. But the point is, so I'll put this sh- link in the show notes page, but the, the idea uh-huh. here is that the way the laws are written today enforcing the vaccine passports is essentially invalid. That is the position these guys are taking. And they're doing it by bringing the law so that when a cop shows up to try to enforce, they go, well, the law says you're not allowed to put a a policy in place that violates what I was referring to before, which was the immunization legislation. So, yeah, from uh, 1997 or May 1997, I'll try and find uh, probably a web archive link for this because I'm pretty sure the the document that I'm looking at is a picture, and it says this document is currently offline since the start of COVID-19 pandemic. But anyways, the commentary in this, the third paragraph of immunization in Canada says, unlike some countries, immunization is not mandatory in Canada. It cannot be made mandatory because of the Canadian constitution. And only three provinces have legislation or regulations under health, Protection acts to require proof of vaccination for school entrants. And just for completeness, recognize that that, uh, immunization records for the provinces can technically be exempt just by signing a document acknowledging that you don't have them. But the point is that it actually says all they're doing is just identifying, yes, we didn't do this on purpose, but it's identifying that it's not mandatory and that if you actually try to hold someone compulsory to vaccinating you're in violation of this law and that's where to me the human rights is is having a conversation the human rights stuff is saying oh well you didn't get exemption from the vaccine passport but that goes back to where i said originally that the court systems haven't even deliberated whether the vaccine passport is in violation of the constitution or not and and that's sort of more so my position on all of this. That in the name of safety, we are taking away rights. In hopeful, I would say most people are hopeful that things will go back to normal.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But if uh, if I don't butcherize the quote, uh, Thomas Jefferson said, "Those who want safety, who those who are willing to give up safety for their, or sorry, those who are willing to give up liberty for their safety will have neither." Mm. And and so as much as, you know, uh, I think the religious exemption stuff might make sense for some people, uh, to be honest, you know, my attitude is that, do I really want to play the game? Right? Like, I think the vaccine passport itself is unconstitutional and immoral. So why would I want to get an exemption to participate in that program? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to take your ball and go home.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, my attitude is, and I said it on the show uh, last week, if my church starts requiring the vaccine passport, I'm going to another church. If, if a restaurant is only going to serve takeout to the unvaccinated, uh, I'm not going to buy takeout from you. Like, why would I give you my business?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and the reality is, I, I don't know if I said it on the show, but I've said it a bunch of times. The only way that that type of behavior really starts to make a difference is when the vaccinated who agree with us that this is a bad idea, they don't think it's wise, they need to take such actions. And and mm-hmm. to some extent we are seeing it, I think a little bit. I mean, I know a lot of people who are like who have messaged me and said, "I got the first shot to protect grandma, but there's no way I'm taking boosters." Because you know, they're they're seeing what's going on. They think the passports are exceptionally f- stupid. Now I would I haven't asked them specifically, but my question becomes, well, are you participating? Are you taking advantage of the the freedoms that Justin Trudeau has given back to you? Or are you saying this is stupid. I'm going to make the businesses who will willingly uh side with their abuser for the last year and a half <laughs> to pay more punishment? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I mean, you're, you're laughing, but but I honestly, that's how I see this businesses have been abused by government for a year and a half to the point where they have stockholm syndrome or or something like that where they're willing to abuse others to prevent them from being abused again ie they think by doing the vaccine passports we're going to prevent lockdowns and we're going to prevent the government from telling me i can't run my business anymore right it's it's i want to prevent harm to me so i'm willing to harm others and and i would argue it's out of ignorance and desperation,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but that's where the only way this, and, and this is what people have been saying from the beginning, the, the, this stops when people says, say it stops. When the people stand up and go, no. And, and I don't know if you've seen, like in Europe, one of the things they did was they had a picnic protest. They would literally go in front of all the shops that were enforcing the vaccine passport. They would go have a picnic on the street and eat their own food in front of all these businesses. And actually, it's already happened in Calgary. One of them, some they've they've organized one of those already in Calgary.
0: Hmm. Yeah. No. The, no. You you make a lot of great points, Joel, um, in regards to the law and our rights and and the liberties, and that are pushing people um, to make a decision and 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 to and take a stand. And and so, like, I guess, looking at the scriptures, I'm thinking, like, okay, well, what what verses are people standing on? to, um, to um, stand up for their rights, so to speak. And so so one of the common, um, well, four of the common um, arguments that Christians are making is that um, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, one should not put anything potentially harmful into one's body. Uh, vaccines were initially derived from aborted um, embryos um, therefore, one should not, one should have no part in the abor- abortion industry. Uh, the next one is it is for liberty that Christ has set us free. Therefore, one should not feel obligated to take a vaccine. And then uh, taking the vaccine shows loyalty to the state rather than to Christ. Therefore, taking the vaccine is like taking the mark of the beast right so so those are those are some of the uh those are some of the um common passages and you know it's crazy um you know uh, well I, and i would thank- say
1: just to be clear i think a lot of those are bad arguments just- oh okay okay um
0: okay interesting yeah well you know thanksgiving's coming up and so um i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure the religious exemption debate is going to be um you know, hot, hotly debated between um, Uncle Curtis and um, cousin Kevin. So, 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 so we're getting you guys ready for um, turkey dinner um, this weekend because <laughs> it's going to drop on Friday, right? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yep. okay, so, um, so yes, okay,
2: okay, yes, Joel. Um, I would agree with you as well that I wouldn't necessarily um agree
0: with 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 those theological applications. Um I don't think I th- I think it's a stretch exegetically. Uh exegetical meaning um reading it, reading um reading out of the text, its context, versus eisegeting, reading your bias into a context. So I I I think I think those interpretations are off. Especially the mark of the beast. <laughs> you kind well, of hear me get, get on the mark of the beast and um
1: so uh, I think I think the Mark of the Beast is an interesting one Um,
2: because if we apply what Mark Thiessen said last week, um, Mm -hmm. or Michael Thiessen, Mm -hmm. um, he he would say the passport represents a,
1: a Mark of the Beast. I thought you said the mask. He said the mask and the passport. Okay. Because they are symbols of non-compliance. And, the, and, the, and, and in essence, he sort of says them. And, and I, I, I get the exegesis here. I think it's actually not crazy. The question becomes, is it sound? That's a different question. But, but what he's saying is that, you know, if you think about the idea that the mark of the beast is what allows people to participate in the market, right? So the, the non-conformists are extra, you know, pushed out of society. Um is a, is a little bit of what he's saying and and he would say the Jewish star was a was an a, a mark of the beast. and and again, his view was that there are mark there are marks of the beast as in what does that represent? Over time, there's number of them, and there is a final one. And so, um, I think what's funny is he's actually saying those who say the vaccine itself, is a is a mark of the beast he would disagree with, but it's the passport system that goes with it that would be represent a mark of the beast under his
2: let's call it exegesis
1: which mm. I would argue you could disagree with, but it's not crazy like
2: it, oh, no i say it's, i'd say it's crazy
1: well uh, and but you would also take a different hermeneutic to the entire book
2: of revelation than I think he would yeah um. Yeah, I I think um So well, my point no, I guess just the, the,
0: to there's there's points we would agree.
1: Under his hermeneutic it's not crazy. Under your hermeneutic it would be crazy.
2: Um well I I I think I think um Michael and I most Christians would agree um that you know we we let scripture interpret scripture.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um I think me and where me as a, like a Bible study teacher and when I when I work with my students, um, I believe that you know God want, God is the clear communicator we're not and I think it's important to empower and and put What's the word? Put
0: put the power back in the hands of the laity and the people. And there isn't any kind of special knowledge
2: in that that one um uh, there's one like king on top of the church or one theological giant or a SME. a, <laughs> a subject, subject matter, matter, expert.
0: matter expert. Yeah. So like like in the body of Christ, we don't have SMEs. Well, if you're a good pastor, um, you don't present yourself as a subject matter expert. Um, Pastor Glendon, my pastor at Jarvis, um, he has a doctorate i don't um but he never comes to me like a subject matter expert he never presents himself to me like a subject matter expert um he's always saying okay look like you can do what i do that's why he preaches expository like this is you can do what i do um right and sorry and the point i'm making is like for example just not to get off track but i think these are these are good um Hermeneutical principles to work through, and I guess that that this can be another conversation for another time. But the point where I would disagree
2: um, is just for me where I stand is you want to stay away from newspaper eschatology. Okay, what what do you mean by that? Right. What did it mean to them then?
3: Mm -hmm.
2: That's it. That's it. What did it mean to them then? What did it mean to them? Then, yes, because what it meant to
0: them then will mean to us today. Mm-hmm. So if if John interpreted interpreted the mark of the beast as vaccine, uh, <laughs> as uh, the vaccine, you know, getting the vaccine or whatever the case may be, um, then okay, there's there, there's an argument because Paul because he's seen it as that. But I, I I think I think we have to make sure that we 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 reach back then, deal with them back what it meant to them then um extract then, the
1: principles and then apply um, the principles today
0: right there yeah and then and then be careful of the newspaper eschatology um because throughout the years of church history i'm sure people have been plugging away at what the mark is and the mark is this and the mark is that and it's this and that and it'll change 10 years from now and then it just makes um these things relative so th- th- that th- that's all um where just a tidbit of, of exegetical principles for the listener that you guys can apply um, mm-hmm. to all, mm-hmm. to all texts. But yeah, th- that's something um, we'll come back to, but it's funny cause that's not the main three verses we we're looking at or the three sections. Mm-hmm. So from the Liberty coalition.
1: So I um, just, I, before, before you do, I, d- I do want to, there was, I actually wanted to address the, the, the passage about your body as a temple. Okay. I wanted to address it because I was intending, I was hoping maybe to talk about it when we had, uh, Rebecca, Del Schneider on the podcast uh, mm-hmm. with vaccine hesitancy because I, I mm-hmm. thought you know her her talk her her stuff on this is really good, but I was disappointed that in her stuff like while I agree with her conclusion, I didn't agree with her or or I was maybe disappointed is the right word that that there wasn't an identification of like wait a second this is just bad reading of the text because if if you go and read the text. The whole, like the entire chapter that that verse is in about your body as the temple, it's literally saying in the verse, other than sexual or in the text, other than sexual immorality, there is nothing you do with your body that inherently is sinful.
2: Mm. Good point.
1: And, and, and so to say, and this is where I would say, get, getting a tattoo is not inherently sinful, go back to, you know, old school Exodus. Tattooing yourself for the dead, right? It's it's what is the purpose of the thing you're doing with your body, with the exception of sexual immorality.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And and so in that text, when people turn around and go, Well, my body's the temple, I can't put toxins in my body. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we can come up with a number of examples where I just I hope most people would say, "Ah, uh, yeah, okay, that principle doesn't apply in this context.
0: Because of sexual immorality.
1: Well, because the, they're, they're using the principle of, oh, I can't do X to my body, right? Like I just think of like, does that mean someone's not going to have chemotherapy because it's a mm. toxin they're putting in their body that might save their life? Mm. Now, mm. some people might take that approach, but I would say that's not what the text is suggesting. What did it mean to them then? And, and so my point though is also that, that people will take this principle that's not really in the text, but then apply it, picking and choosing where it applies. So they haven't extracted that principle and then applying that principle universally, mm-hmm. right? They don't apply it when it comes to the amount of sugar they consume.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have yeah.
1: only apply it when it's the thing that they don't want to do, and they can use it as a justification for their position.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, good so, point. Like, yeah, so the idea of bodily um, defilement. Um, that idea of bodily defilement—that um, you know, my, temple, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, um, so I can't contaminate it with um,
1: no. I things. think I think you could say something like, "I need to I need to be a good steward of my body. I'm responsible for my body. I don't know that you would totally get that from that particular text that talks about your body being the temple. But my point is that if you wanted to take that statement, oh, I need to be a good steward of my body. Okay. Now that principle, are you going to apply it universally or are you going to pick and choose when you use that argument because it fits the agenda or the position you're trying to make?
2: Yeah. Good point. Good point.
0: Okay. So from the um, Liberty Coalition, they had um, a religious freedom from vaccination coercion article and they had, and and basically these were like the- Well, it's a
1: declaration and just for context, uh, they have what, about 15 people that have signed it. Um, and then if you go to the view all signatures page, currently there's 13,000 people who signed, um, the, uh, let's say the declaration.
3: Mm
2: -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. So obviously make sure it's in the show notes page. Um,
2: yeah. Okay. And so now there's
0: the three main arguments I, I thought were really interesting, um, that, that we um, can kind of look at real quick is the first one is Christians are required to honor the sanctity of human life including prenatal human life and therefore protect unborn children from medical um, experimentation in the production of some vaccines Genesis chapter 1 27 Genesis um, 9 verse 6 and then psalm 139 verse 13 to 16. So yeah, now now you can launch off on on that um, part.
1: Yeah. So I mean, and, and that's I think you know what we said on the episode with with Rebecca. Um, I think and and I think she sort of talked through that issue very well. Um, as as you you know me and you had a, a good back and forth as well regarding, hey, if someone's conscious conscience is, I don't want to you know take any vaccine that is you know, has aborted fetal cells or uses aborted fetal cells in, in production, I, I, I our conversation was, you can challenge that conviction or that, you know, let's call it opinion based on earlier discussion. You can challenge that opinion, but if that person is not convinced by your pushback or challenging, asking them to then go against that, to me, that's a really good example. And I sort of already said this. That's an example, in my opinion, of religious conviction that they're having, that would, really really struggle to not meet the definitions that they've laid out like i don't i don't see how you if someone holds that position again you need to hold it consistently with regards to a you know a good example uh on that episode i brought up was al Moller's discussion on you know uh, in vitro right making sure that you're not aborting the extra fertilized eggs because you didn't want to have six kids by accident because of the method that in vitro occurs Right, so there's a there's a requirement to be consistent in if you are trying to make that argument. My position or challenge to people would be: you better be consistent in that position. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. the religious conviction argument sort of falls on its face.
0: Yeah, um, uh, for me, it's just a matter of I don't I don't see that holding up long term. Um, once they start coming out with other vaccines that don't use abortive fetal cells, so yeah,
1: yeah, and and I think. Um, I could be wrong, but for the most part, it almost always shows up in production, or, or sorry, in uh, confirmation testing, um, it, but it doesn't uh, always show up in the final product.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. The next point is Christian parents are instructed to nurture, provide for, and raise up their children in the Lord, a responsibility not given by God to the state or any other human agency. Deuteronomy chapter six, um, verse five to nine, and then Ephesians chapter six, verse four.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. What, what, uh, what's, why did this stand out to you?
3: Like,
0: Um, it it was one of those things that I, I, it never occurred to me. And I I guess, you know, these, these ones Mm -hmm. were informative. So, like, I'm thinking this is an issue of sphere sovereignty. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a good argument for parents choosing not to vaccinate their children. And for those who don't remember um, Sphere Sovereignty, Sphere Sovereignty is God has uh, created institutions with their own um, circle, sphere, reach of responsibility. So for example, those institutions are the individual, the family,
2: the church, the state. And so sometimes those spheres overlap and then you have kind of uh, some spheres over, um,
0: overextending itself. And so this sphere is is in relation from the institution of the family, the home, and the state, and the state saying, oh,
2: you know, vaccinate your kids. And as a parent, you have a right to say what, what your kids can do or not do. Yeah, and I think um, that's a bigger issue than just this vaccination stuff. Um, it's sort of showing up in the US
1: more so with regards to them you know, in Canada we're we're so socialist that I would argue there's very little pushback. Plus the way the systems work, right? In the US, you've got the school board system, you've got much more like, you know, elections and, and different things that that give people the ability to sort of let's call it change course. And okay. so the reason why like you've there's videos and our, our boy uh, Corey D'Angelist has been he has a tweet. I'll, I'll try to find it. Basically, he's showing that these, you know, school board execs or, or teachers' union execs, essentially saying like, parents being responsible for their children's education is, is like wrong-headed. Like it's essentially that they think the children are property of the state. Um, and I think you, we in society are going to continually see that trajectory where the state continues to try to claim sovereignty over your children. Um, and so I think it's a, as much as you brought it up here, I think it is a huge issue. Um, and and people will throw out the worst examples, right? Like, oh, what about the parent who beats their kid? Or like, what about the parent who doesn't care for their kid's education? And and I would say there's room for a conversation. How does society deal with those things? But the answer isn't to make the children, primarily responsibility of the state. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. That's
0: good. And now, the the last point I thought was interesting, or probably pretty good argument. Or we'll see. Um, <laughs> every Christian is commanded not to pass judgment upon others over disputable matters, but rather to honor personal religious convictions and individual liberty. Open bracket including anything one understands to be unhealthy, such as certain foods, smoking, drinking, alcohol, or employing experimental drugs for treating illness. Close bracket. And so that's from Romans fourteen, 19. verse nineteen, and first Corinthians eight, one to thirteen.
1: Yeah that I, I would just say one thing I really appreciate about the Liberty Coalition, they have you know scripture references for Basically, almost every single component of this uh, mm-hmm. declaration, at mm-hmm. least for the non-legal uh, stuff, right? When it gets mm-hmm. to constitutional stuff, they obviously yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, every point, which is about you know, they're like whereas, 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 there's about ten of them, um, and they all have scripture references, which which mm-hmm. I fully appreciated. Mm-hmm.
0: So, what would you think? What do you think about this um, this section?
1: I, I, to be honest, I think it's really important with respect to unity of the church, right? And again, if I go back to the episode with Rebecca, uh, I was very uh, impressed, you know, impressed may not be the right word, but I was very satisfied with the types of things she was saying about the importance of the church, you know, for those that have a different opinion than you with regards to vaccines, uh, you know, essentially don't allow this to be a divisive issue within your church. Um, and so I think that's where, I think people on both sides have to really check their heart, check their, you know, mental state with regards to those that have made a different decision than them.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, um, I love your neighbor.
3: Oh, you mean the, the, the
1: the exploitation of that statement? Well, you know,
0: you know, it's funny. Um, I never, I've, I've never said this before. Um with the issue of love your neighbor. But I think, and and this is a point from Mark Dever, and he said, you know, we have to look at texts and say, okay, well, can you you derive the opposite from it? Because sometimes we throw around these Bible verses and we're like, well, yeah, if you see it from that perspective, but it can easily be turned around to be made to argue against your point. Right, So the way, like, so for example, um, love your neighbor, right? From the other perspective would be, um,
2: for for the anti-vax perspective would be, um, okay, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, leave me alone, I'll leave you alone.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and and the statement I like to use is uh, loving your neighbor also includes telling them when they believe a falsehood or telling them the truth.
0: Well, yeah, so I mean yeah, so you know, so sometimes with, with those passages it's just like yeah, well it's it's general enough, it's implicit enough um to kind of leave you can take different angles and you and you can it can support either argument, either side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but my I think when I look at this this section uh, what it makes me think is that uh both of these passages from Romans 14 and, and 1 Corinthians 8 so both of these passages are about uh the christian conscience in the church
2: and i don't see the state or businesses honoring um these um convictions right and so that's why I, you know i was just like well you know based on
0: the hermeneutic <laughs> that the government is using um yeah there isn't an explicit verse because that's what i was looking through when i was reading through the report there isn't an explicit verse that says um you know don't get the jab <laughs> right yeah. so you know so you're kind of like okay so now the government's saying, okay well if you're going to start applying if you're going to start looking at preferences and in, in opinions then um yeah you, you you don't you don't have um a leg to stand on and and I think that's the um that's the trick and i think with 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 religious exemption, the religious exemption um as um I was talking with Gideon shelter to Gideon
2: um and, and and Gideon made a great point about um you know religious exemption isn't for Christians right it covers the government's butt not the christian's butt it's a loophole it's a loophole and it's 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 a general um it's, it's just a general clause that the government
0: mentions but they don't plan to enforce right it's, it, so for example if, if the government if, if you right so let's say you get a letter of uh religious exemption right <laughs> and, and you and you go to jack Astor's, right they go throw you out on your aster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know like, what I mean? Like, we get a to call, call the manager. Hey, look, yo, the man's using Romans 14. Yo, you can't exegete? Like, that's not... A, <laughs> like, like that's, no, we're not going to sit there and have Bible study and daddy's like we used to back in the day and say, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's using Romans 14 in the right context. Allow, you know, allow him in. Get him a pancake. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that right so it's it's one of those it's one of those bait and switch so for christians have to be mindful of of like okay you know what yo it's not it's not really a thing this you know religious exemption is not really a thing they're just doing it to make it make sure it looks like they're not violating people's uh quote unquote constitutional rights and i mean quote because it's not they're not really trying to do that
1: yeah no i i think i think you hit the nail on the head uh you know it's sort of the religious exemption thing is is at least maybe it was intentionally put in place, you know, even the original constitution, right? Like it was there as a placeholder. And if you look at the trajectory of the government, I would argue they're continually uh, going to try to undermine it, right? the prime example that comes to my mind is when we had the, the episode on Trinity uh, College in BC or Trinity... Oh yeah 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 that was a long time ago. Right? And 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 in essence, you know, they pulled this crazy level of human rights stuff that that to me just doesn't it doesn't hold up to to a reasonable scrutiny of of you know, the constitution. But but somehow it did. Right? And and you know, it's like if you can make a good argument to get around the religious exemption, well, it looks like the government, the courts they're willing to do so but you have to have a good argument.
3: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, good point. Uh so let me ask you what's your two cents?
3: Uh,
1: I I mean I think you know what I said before regarding um I think av- playing the game is a problem. Um I think that the vaccine passports themselves are fundamentally a violation of rights. Um I mean we didn't really get into this too much but but i think the the concept of rights i've sort of been taught I, I probably have talked about it a bunch on the show but in general i've been talking about it for a while i think most people have no concept of rights what do they mean where do they come from you know even the the concept of inalienable rights right when we were with, with mark Thiessen, he talked about you know john Locke trying to to do you know derive or talk about rights by removing you know the sanctity of life remove the God piece of the argument but for so many people and I know this isn't a Canadian concept it's the American concept of inalienable rights but but most people have no perspective at all on what that means why is it a thing what is the relevance of of inalienable rights why do they matter what is What have they done over time of history? And I think
2: this is just another example of a poor understanding of principles. And therefore,
1: the ability to trample all over them, trample all over rights, doesn't matter to most people because they have no concept of what a right really is. When society is telling us that internet is a human right, they have no idea what a right is. And to me, this is just another example of that, that, that people don't care about rights and they're going to reap the consequences of it in ways that they can't even comprehend.
3: Mm. And,
1: and there's a great quote that sort of talks about, you know, where were you when they came for X or there was no one. And, and essentially the idea is like, eventually they're going to come for you and there'll be nobody left to stand up. Mm. So yeah. You know, that's where for me, um, I, as I said, you know, for those that have already been vaccinated, if they're, you know, the listeners that, that have already been vaccinated, whether <laughs> by choice or not, um, I think you really need to, you know, take what I've been saying for a few years and, and recognize you need to vote with your money. Voting with your money is the primary means in which you vote. And if you're going to continue to support businesses that are enforcing the vaccine passports, and I know that they may not have a choice. You know, you're just perpetuating this problem.
2: Yeah, Um, and I'd like to add to your two cents. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna give
0: you, I'm gonna give you one cent to your two cents. So you have three cents. I, I think one of the points that you made is, um, right? It's an economic
2: concept of, um, right? Economics is the reallocation of scarce resources, and so it's cause and effect. It's trade offs, and so. When you marginalize one part of the market, um, people are gonna take their money and their resources and go elsewhere. What creates wealth
0: in a country is um, people being able, well, just having people being able to work together. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things we overlook, like work together um, and communicate. So when you divide and marginalize people, people are gonna take their money and they're gonna take their skills and go elsewhere. And there'll be other um, markets opening up and other opportunities opening up because, you know, people are going to say, yeah, like, okay, you know what? I want to vote with my money and open up other opportunities. So I thought, I thought that was a good point. So, so what's your, what's your two cents? My two cents. Uh, yeah, man, this was, uh, this took, this, this took a lot of thought, man.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: This took a lot of thought because this is a, it's a dicey issue. Uh, and so so where I fall, I think that um, religious exemption only works before the Lord and not the government. So this discussion is a theological exercise in secondary and tertiary issues, not primary ones. Mm-hmm. So the government um, may not honor your religious conviction, but the Lord will.
3: Mm.
0: So uh, though interpreting the vaccine uh, as as the mark of the beast is bad exegesis, uh, the conviction can work as a religious exemption so long as it's uh so long as it's a uh, a civic issue and not a salvific one Salvific meaning salvation a primary issue
3: mm-hmm.
0: right so uh, there are no bible verses denouncing vaccines, but there are verses promoting freedom of conscience from sin so if you believe. You are sinning um, if you get vaccinated, or it's stopping you from doing your religious duty to God or causing you to sin, then you have
2: grounds for religious exemption. And I'd like to end with Romans uh, chapter 14, verse 22 to 23.
0: Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. Verse 23. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right,
2: you are sinning. And that's the bottom line. Because Darnell said so. Because do-gooder Darnell said so. Actually, no, actually, it wasn't me. It was Paul who said so. <laughs> uh, well, and, and I mean, you know, with, with the timing of all this, I know this is sort of a sidebar, but with the timing of all this,
1: of, of vaccine passports and essentially marginalizing a group within our society, and let's just start, for argument's sake, things continue to become more and more marginalized hopefully with nothing overly detrimental to people. At the t- same time that we're having all this conversation about truth and reconciliation with the indigenous communities, we, if you take a lot of those principles of what they did and substitute indigenous with the term unvaccinated, how much parallels would do you see? And, and this is where I've always said, so many things that we see government as the problem or or government failures. We think people society goes, oh well, if we have the right benevolent dictator
2: in that role, then there's no problem. And and I would suggest that rather than looking at the um,
1: indigenous communities tragedies and and the things that happen there and say how do we prevent government from doing this again to another group of people. Right? We don't have that conversation about how do we prevent such a thing from happening again. And and I would argue, again, we're not there. I'm not saying the unvaccinated scenario is there, but if the trajectory continues, how long before unvaccinated parents have their unvaccinated children taken away from them? Mm-hmm. And in those scenarios, this is exactly what happened to indigenous communities.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And and so my point is that we as a society fail to say. Oh, maybe we shouldn't give the monopoly on power the power to do this thing that they failed and did a tragedy the last time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. Well, well, well said. Well said, Joe. Uh, if you guys disagree and want to give us your two cents, and you feel like our exegesis is off, we could do this again. We could do this again. Uh and 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 go over some of those verses or anything we misread or misinterpreted. Let us know your two cents. You can contact us at six report six report at gmail.com. Uh like us on Facebook. Love us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Um and if you're trying to get in touch with me, it's on Twitter or Instagram. It's do good a darnell, D O G U D D A underscore darnell and then darnell samuels on facebook
1: i'm t joel N 39 everywhere um yeah if you uh if you aren't following me on instagram well or facebook you're not seeing all of my crazy stories
0: yeah if you're not following (laughs) joel you're not saved (laughs) if you (laughs) ain't here
1: you ain't nowhere yeah saved from government propaganda (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: so um oh and also guys please um give us a review on your podcatcher um yeah if, if, if you're... I, i've
1: seen a few more reviews come in so we'll have to maybe read some and, and Oh really? Uh, yeah hopefully i think hopefully there's a couple that might be a little semi i think it's like a five star rating with a semi humbling comment so we'll we'll have to uh okay okay yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: so, but yeah guys um, it, um if you're really enjoying the show um, like comment give share, us a review you know all that share jazz on your, uh, all, that, all that all that fancy stuff um, yeah if you don't and use you,
1: iTunes since iTunes is like the biggest one in the world go on iTunes and write a review there too that would be awesome so anyways you know what it is Sixth Sense Makes Change
2: but you heard me does hear. that make sense Madden and Me.